Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. Time to get some derby picks, and right now we welcome in from WEEI. Speaking of WEEI, that's where you could be listening right now to us, WEEI AM. Q, did you know that? Out I in Boston. didn't know that. Thanks for telling me. We're talking about my Celtics maybe a little bit as well. We welcome in. Mike Mutnansky from WEEI-FM in Boston. Mike, how you been, man? Guys, I'm good. And speaking of uh, AMA 50, I get to catch uh, the last hour of your show. I get off the air at 10 in Boston. Are you guys sweating out uh, bets and player props on the drive home? So it's nice to uh, hop on and talk with you for a little bit. Well, let's start with the Derby. Let's go there, and then uh, we might have to pick your brain on some Celtics and maybe uh, the Red Sox as well here. But let's start with well, the wait, Derby. Wait, Mike, you said you join our show in the final hour? When they pick us yeah, up? Yeah, it's here on 10, 10 to 11. I, I get off the air at 10, and I hear you guys in that 10 to 11 o'clock The full Trista Crick experience. That's when Trista After Dark comes out. It gets wild <laughs> after 10 o'clock. Yeah, that's usually when things get a little weird, you yeah. know, hour number four. Run out a little bit of content, so it just starts to get off the rails. Either hit a couple bets or lost a couple bets. Usually that's when the content gets really interesting. Anything <laughs> oh, yeah. You, anything you've played in the Derby so far. I really like, uh, so I like weird stuff. Like, I got a tip today. Race three. Play the eight horse. There's one for you, Mutt. Anything you got for us? Uh, it's like it's sort of like uh, NFL futures. You can bet. There's, I think, five different future pools. Yep. So uh, my best future I have is on the horse that's the favorite, Zandon. Mm-hmm. He was he's three to one on the morning line. Uh, he's got a good chance to win this race on Saturday night. He was twenty four to one uh, in the final pool before he ran the bluegrass. So I grabbed him there. So I will not be betting him at three to one tomorrow. But my best sweat will, at a future will be him at. Yeah, twenty four, twenty five to one. So that's my that's my best bet right now that I have uh, going into it. But I've just marked down race three at Churchill. Bet Ryan's eight on Saturday. I'm locked in. Good, good. There you go. All right, I like the eight. Yep, I like the eight in race three. I also like uh, he Nest. Loves Andon, too. Also on Friday, I like uh, Nest and Secret Oath. I really, really, really like Nest. I want to play those two together. But uh, we could talk about that later. Uh, and in the Derby, I'm going to fade the one horse, by the way, and tis the bomb. So uh, what is your process? Because I'm with you on Zandon. We actually had um, we had Moose on last night, and uh, he also liked uh, Zandon. He said, wait for the four-to-one price. We did get that, luckily. Uh, what is your process, though? Like, what are you looking at, you know, when you do pick your winner and when you handicap your horse? Uh, what, are, what are you looking for? What's most important to you? Yeah, I heard Moose touting uh, Zandon today yeah. uh, with, with on Nick's show. And I, of the two favorites, uh, I certainly like him, but he – I think he has the tougher uh, job than the other favorite epicenter, who we'll talk about in a second. My process, I'm a, I guess I'm a pace and a price player. You know, you can look at the racing form and kind of see how the pace of the race is going to go. And I look for trying to take advantage of if it's a slower pace. I want horses that are going to be uh, speed horses. If it's a fast pace where they're going too fast early, I want closers. And so that led me to not Zandon as an official pick tomorrow or for Saturday. I like the other favorite epicenter, who is going to be uh, towards the front in this race, through the three-hole, is going to have to be forwardly placed under one of the best jockeys in the world, Joel Rosario. And speed has been really good in the Derby, guys, going back to 2013 when they changed the, the way you qualify for the Derby. You've had to be first, second, or third at the, at the mile pole. The last eight Derby winners since they made this move, they've been first, second, or third a mile into a mile and a quarter race. So I think Epicenter is going to be forwardly placed. Uh, I think he's, he ran a great last race in Louisiana. And of the two favorites, I prefer Epicenter, but uh, they are both very good horses on Saturday. Mike, six uh, Derby horses are currently 12 to 1 or lower. Um, no one uh, is really an overwhelming favorite, like you said, Zandon being the favorite, 3 to 1. Um, do you think that that affects betting, like the fact that there is no big-time favorite? 
I think, Trista, what's going to affect the betting, people need to keep an eye on this. So you guys know Mattress Mac, the guy from Houston. Oh, yeah. Mattress friend, of, friend of show, Mike, friend of show. We've, we've so, had him on before. He's a huge fan of horse racing. I'm a huge fan of what he does. He yeah. supports a lot of people down in Houston. Huge charitable guy. But his promotion this year is if the, if the favorite wins, you get $3,000 worth of your furniture free. So he's betting a huge amount of money on the favorite. He did this last year. The question is, Trista, who's the favorite here? Like, he, he said going in it was going to be Epicenter. Uh, morning line maker at Churchill Downs surprised everybody by making Zandon the favorite. And so one of those two horses – is going to be a lower price by a half a point, maybe a point or so, more than he should, because he's going to bet millions and millions of dollars on this horse into the wind pool. What that's going to do is affect, like you said, some of the other horses that might be a bigger price than they should. But I'm not super price sensitive on Derby Day. Uh, there are other days of the year when you're betting New York on a Thursday and there's only six horses in a field. You want to be sensitive to price. Uh, but I think him betting when he decides, and he's going to announce tomorrow who he's going to bet, and they open the Derby betting pool, that's going to affect who the favorite is going to be on Saturday for sure. Uh, anything else you're playing in the Derby, or are you just going to kind of hold off? No, I, I mean, my, my key is going to be Epicenter, guys. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be on Epicenter uh, to, to win in place, and I'm going to need him with some other price horses. The, the, you mentioned, Chris, with some longer, longer price horses, uh, but I can't play you know, the fav- two favorites, one, two, in the exacta. I'll give you a horse that nobody's talking about that people should keep an eye on. That's the 13 simplification. He ran third in the Florida Derby last time out. He's got good speed figures, but what happened last time, he got caught up in a crazy pace duel. They just went too fast for him. He's going to get a better trip in this race. Uh, Jose Ortiz, one of the better jockeys in New York, is going to be on board. And this is a horse that is going to be overlooked on Saturday. Uh, I would use it in my exotics, exactus, trifectas. I wouldn't be afraid there to, to use him with other horses that I like. Nobody's talking about it. will be 20 to 1 or better. Simplification, the 13, uh, is my best price play on Saturday. Hey, Mud, I know Bob Baffert can't be there, but how much, how, much in, how much involvement do you think he has with these two horses really quickly? Right, it's a great question. Like, he's suspended, but Timmy Yachtin is going to be his train. The, the tra- air quotes here on my phone. The trainer. It's, right. I suspect that Bob Baffert has a large say in what goes on. Alex Cora got suspended for six games, or was sick with COVID for six games a couple weeks ago. I think Alex Cora was, was helping manage the Red Sox along the way. I suspect... Uh, that he's a paper trainer here, name only. And I think Bob's got a, a big factor in the, the two California horses, uh, Messier and Tabia. If they win, I lose. I'm way against Tabia, who's going to be wildly overbet, 12 to 1 in the morning line. He's got two fast races, but only two races his whole career. He's going to be 6 7 to 1. I want no part of him on Saturday. Mike, we can't have you on the show without picking your brain about the Boston Celtics. Uh, they got a yeah. game coming up on Saturday. They have two and a half point dogs um, after the game to Jalen Brown show. And I think it was just overall Boston Celtics show two and a half point dogs, a total two twelve and a half bucks on the money line, minus one fifty. Celtics plus one twenty five. Number one, I want to ask you about Jalen Brown. First and foremost, how sustainable do you think he can be in the postseason, knowing that his team essentially needs him to be that guy a night in and night out at this point in time in the season? And also number two, how are you handicapping this game between these two Eastern conference powerhouses? I'll start with Jalen Brown, Quinn. He's so frustrating because he's got so much talent, but he's been really in and out this year. Whereas Tatum has taken a step forward. I think Tatum is the best all-around player in the NBA right now. Uh, He's taken that leap forward. Jalen Brown shows flashes. That first quarter was the best quarter I've ever seen him play. Uh, I'm I'm not that confident because, like, he he always grabs a hamstring. He always gets hurt. So I'm not confident he's going to show it. I think Tatum's going to have to be that guy. And even Al Horford's going to have to step up and be that guy. The handicapping on Saturday, 
like uh, uh, 3.30 in the afternoon, assuming it's not too early for the Celtics, they're going to get open threes. The Bucks give up the most open threes in the NBA. If the Celtics hit their threes, they're going to win. They're going to they're going to forget covering the underdog. They're going to win the game outright, and they're going to win this series. It comes down to hitting those open threes. Marcus Smart coming back and being healthy. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Al Horford, Peyton Pritchard off the bench. They're going to shoot their threes. They're going to win. They're going to live and die by it. They've shot 93 threes in two games, guys. They're going to keep doing that on Saturday. I think that carries them to a win. All righty. Mike, you got anything, Trista? Ryan, anything new final words for him? Do you think, uh, Mike, really quickly, just you talk about Marcus Smart and yeah. his injury. Do you think having him on the bench actually helped in terms of the physicality? I know he's defensive player of the year, but he is a slightly undersized going up against the Bucks. It felt like, I don't know, maybe because he was injured in game one, without him, the physicality increased. I was shocked they played that well defensively. Like, I, I was not prepared for that. Uh, and the guy I give credit to is maybe maybe Marcus was coaching him up, Trista. I thought Grant Williams was yeah. out of his mind. This is a guy, yeah. he nicknamed himself Batman because he shut down Jokic in a Denver game earlier this year. So he called himself Batman. He played the game of his career. Uh, and, and him and Robert Williams and Tatum bodying up Giannis. You guys saw him. Giannis was frustrated. They have the bodies to do that, even if Marcus plays. But I'm sure they have uh, – they. They've certainly gotten a lot from Marcus on that sideline this year. Totally. All right, Mike. Thank you so much, brother. Can't wait to take all your plays I to the Kentucky Derby. Trista's got it written down. And also, reminders available on the podcast. Mike, thank you so much for joining the show. Can't wait to talk to you soon. Thanks, man. Anytime, guys. Good Thanks. Stuff.